You're listening to the B-School Podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Elise Morrison, embodiment coach and founder of Inner Workout. Consider B-School your invitation to becoming a student of yourself. So come on, let's get studying. Welcome back to another episode of B-School. Before we dive in, let me make a reminder that if you haven't rated and reviewed the show, could you please go ahead and do that? It's a super quick way to help more people find out about the show. And if you're like, yep, Taylor, I have already done that, then what I would love from you is if you could share the show, any episode with someone who you think would resonate with it. Thank you so much. And let's dive in. So full disclosure, I am recording this right now in the basement of my in-laws house because of everything that's going on with COVID-19. I ended up getting a little bit behind schedule and also I thought that I would be recording a couples episode with Matt and we decided to push that back. So everything is going a little bit not as planned. If there are some differences in the sound quality, it's just because I'm recording it in a different spot. So you might be like, oh my gosh, this sounds way better or this sounds way worse, but the show must go on. So today's episode is a Q&A episode. Like I said, originally I wanted to record a conversation with Matt and we decided to push that back until later in the year. And so we voted on Instagram and decided to do this Q&A episode. So I gathered questions from y'all and I also sprinkled in some fun questions just because why not? Y'all could use a little fun right now, at least I could. So we'll just take it and go. The first question that I want to address is how I structure my creative versus my analytical time. This is a really good question and I don't know that I have it as formulaic as I like it to be. So I'm going to tell you what would happen in in an ideal world and then what happens right now, especially in a time when so many things are in flux for me. So in an ideal world, I would do it completely based on my menstrual cycle. Naturally, people who have menstrual cycles have certain times where they're more creative, certain times where they're better at hunkering down and just checking things off the box, other times when they're more analytical. And so I would ideally do that based on the calendar. Right now, that does happen somewhat naturally. I just feel like doing things at certain times more than others. Because I have a certain amount of flexibility, I try to go with what I feel to a certain extent. So there are some things I just know I'm never going to feel like doing. And so I have to put a plan in place. You can listen to the Eat the Frog episode about how I put those plans in place to make sure that I'm accomplishing things that I don't feel like doing. But a lot of times I just try to go with the flow. Seriously, like right now, it might feel really aligned for me to create a bunch of Instagram content for inner workout. So I'll go ahead and do that. Then it might feel really aligned for me to work on the newsletter, to write podcast outlines. So I'll go with that. There are other times when I really want to dig into the numbers. So I'll sit down and kind of look at analytics for a month and see what happened, what could change, what wouldn't. But honestly, I'm doing generally a little bit of that every day. Like I might have a heavier analytic day, 
but I'm still within that doing something creative, whether it's creating something for an Instagram story or posting something really quick. There's always an element of both. And part of that is just where I'm at with my business. Like I have to be both creative and analytic because it's mostly me right now. And so if I'm not showing up in either of those capacities, there's something that's missing. I think for you, if you're looking to find a structure for creative and analytic, notice where you lean towards. I am naturally probably am slightly more analytical, but I really enjoy the creative. So it's easy for me to bounce between both. If you find that you're leaning more towards one side, you got to put a plan in place. Whether this is one day a week, I'm going to sit down and look at what's going on, whether that's site traffic, whether that's purchases and adjust as needed. Or if you tend to live in that space and you need more creativity, then maybe you say one or two days a week, I'm going to force myself to create new things. So start to get to know where you're at, where your natural tendencies are, and then move from there. The next question is, how many hours of work are ideal for me? And honestly, I don't want to answer this question just because I tend to be a little bit of a workaholic. And so for me, it's like fun and exciting for me to work a lot of hours in a day. And I'll switch it up and I'll do different types of work. So when I'm forced to think like, what is ideal for me? I think probably somewhere around 25 or 30 would be eventually ideal for me. But then I'd have to find other things to fill my time because my work is something that I really enjoy doing. Okay, next question. So I recorded an episode all about kind of how I approached Altitude Summit as a conference. And I didn't go into specifics of what I learned. I did have someone ask, okay, what are some actual tactical things that you learned? One of those things for me was around IGTV. It's something that I'd played around with personally, but hadn't put any kind of strategy around. And so I went to, and I'll, I'll link the person who taught, but I went to this session on IGTV and how it should be a part of your strategy. And it was so, so, so helpful and made it less intimidating. I think for me, it just felt like another thing to add on my list. I'm already thinking about Instagram posts. I'm already thinking about this, but she made it really practical. And yeah, so you'll see more IGTVs. I'm still figuring out exactly what it looks like for me to do IGTV, but inner workout will definitely have more IGTVs. So I am excited about that. Another thing that I learned is, and I might've mentioned this in the other episode, but I learned how to make gifts. I always go back and forth, but I say GIF. Some people say GIF. That could be a Q&A that I could throw out to you, which pronunciation y'all use. But yeah, so I took a class in making them and I tried doing it before. I tried to make gifts on my own and I would just sometimes I get impatient with tutorials in the way that Aviva taught it. It was just so simple. And so I made a breathing one for inner workout. I made another one that's coming out soon, but it's a really fun way for me to kind of creatively create content. But like, I feel like I'm building a skill. I'm doing things in Photoshop that I haven't before and learning like different hacks. And yeah, it just opens doors for the types of things that I can make without a huge extra level of effort. So 
those were two things that were like more tactical, practical things that I learned. And then a lot of it was just getting an outside perspective on Facebook ads, on, I'm trying to think of other ones that gave me, even how I like Instagram strategy, a lot of just, okay, this is how someone else is doing it. And it's gotten them these results. What resonates? What doesn't resonate? What am I willing to try and experiment with? So yeah, that's really some of the key learnings that I got and some of the things that I'm trying to implement in my business in some way. So hopefully that's helpful. The more tactical learnings, I'm not going to teach these women's workshops, but yeah, IGTV, you should be doing it as a something actionable that you can take away. And then making gifts is just fun and way easier than I thought it would be. And then, yeah, the other stuff, it was more like, okay, I kind of agree with that. I kind of don't agree with that. I could see this working for me. I could see this not working for me, whatever. So I think we can go ahead and close out that question. Next question. What is one thing that makes me and Matt work well together? We'll do a deep dive episode, but yeah, I think one thing that makes me and Matt work well together, and if you don't know, we've been together since high school, is that, I guess two things. One thing is that we're really, really honest with each other. We talk about literally everything, and that makes it so much easier to work through things or to support each other when there's that level of honesty and you're not having to guess. So that's a really big thing. The other big thing is that we are still like very independent people. We have a lot of overlap in how we work together and we have separate interests in things, separate friends. So most of Matt's friends, I would also consider my friends to some extent, or maybe more like acquaintances, but like closer acquaintances in a lot of my friends, Matt considers them his friends too. So there's overlap in that way, but we're not always hanging out us two and another person or set of people if that makes sense. So yeah, I think having that honesty and having that level of independence, separate interest makes it where we have things to talk about together. And it's interesting because we're not doing everything together. Even right now, as we're social distancing at my in-law's house, I'm recording in the basement right now. Matt's working from home in the family room upstairs. And we've been working from home primarily in separate rooms. And then maybe we come back together for lunch or something like that. Okay. Another question. So what are you reading? I have been trying to read more this year. I kind of set a goal to read 50 books this year. We'll see if it happens or not. It's a very loose goal. The overall intention behind it is just to read more. And I've been trying to force myself to do a mix of business books, but also books for pleasure. So for pleasure, I finished reading the final two books in the Crazy Rich Agent series, which is just like so fun, so feel good, just total escapism. And I learned so much too. Like I hadn't learned a lot about East Asian cultures before. And so I got a peek into different types of food or different customs. But yeah, really, really good. Just getaway books. I kind of wish that I had saved them for this period when I'm sitting at home a lot. Another book that I literally just finished reading last night, more of a business book, is Traction. 
And it's all about different ways companies can start to get traction in whatever area they need. So traction might be more customers, more users, but it talks about how you create a traction goal and then the different traction channels and how you can find the one that might make the most sense for your company. So that was nice. I really appreciated it because it was very tactical. It was like, here's why traction matters. And here's how you can start to outline a traction goal. And then these are the specific channels that you might want to explore. Find the one that works best for your company and go after it. So I liked that read. And they bring in a lot of experts who have grown different startups. So it's not just the author's voice. It's people who have used those channels and they give a little peek into how it's worked for them. So yeah, definitely enjoyed reading that book as well. I will go into another question, which is around mindset shifts. Like what are the mindset shifts that I've had to make recently? And this is something that, as many things are, is really in process for me. Like when I think about what I'm having to change, so much of it is really coming from this place of knowing that I provide value, the things that I'm building provide value, and it's okay for there to be an exchange of value. It's expected that people should have to pay for my services or my company's offerings. And I think a lot of times I've let my own insecurities get in the way. And so one of the things that I say to myself is like, I am the founder and CEO of a global wellness company. My life is defined by freedom and autonomy. I provide value. And I receive an equal exchange for that value. So that's what I'm working on right now is really living into that and breathing into it instead of kind of waiting for people to quote unquote figure out that I'm not actually as valuable. And when I operate from that place, it's just not useful. And so I'm having to tweak that and it's ongoing. Another question, what are you watching right now? So... I got sucked into watching Love is Blind. I was hanging out with a couple of friends and then one of them said, you need to watch Love is Blind. And then she added me to a group text and was just like, you can live text us as you're watching it. And I sped through it. I like got home that night and started watching it already. And it's, if you haven't heard of Love is Blind, It's these people, they're dating in these pods, and then they get engaged without having seen each other, and then they get married like a month after that. And it's so crazy and it's so ridiculous. And I don't even watch that much reality TV, but I got so into it. And again, it's another one of those things that is just like so escapist in a way and just gets my mind off of things. And then also like, the culture that's coming around it and the people getting really excited to talk about things is also funny. So yeah, I just finished watching Love is Blind and I don't really know what I'm going to watch next. With everything with the social distancing and things like that, I've tried to either watch movies with my in-laws or just read at night. So I'm kind of pausing on watching as much TV in this exact moment because I feel like I'm staring at my screen 
more because that's really the only way I'm doing work. It's not like I'm getting out to go meet with someone in person. Last question, which I think is really relevant right now, is what do I do to decompress? And for me in this moment, again, this is recorded as I'm social distancing. The biggest thing for me to decompress has just been to shut out the noise, to not look at my phone, to breathe. Really, that's it. To allow myself to be alone with my thoughts, not listening to a podcast, not watching something else, not scrolling through anything, but just to be in the present moment. And yeah, that has been such a gift. And it's interesting how much stuff comes up. That's like where ideas are coming up, where realizations, where sources of deep comfort are coming up is when I shut everything else out and just decide to to be. So that's it for today's Q&A episode. Let me know if this is a format that you like and maybe we'll bring it back every couple of months or so. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being interested in my answers and for sending in questions. Know that I am thinking of all of you and I just really hope that you are able to stay well and also to be present in the midst of this season that just seems like a lot's changing right now. Okay, I will be back in your earbuds later this week. Thanks to Andres Rodriguez for the intro and outro music. You can keep in touch with me on Instagram at Taylor Elise Morrison. Elise is E-L-Y-S-E. And check out the resources on my website at taylorelise.com.